Coach has said, just come out consistently, come out, play hard and smart uh, for the whole 48 minutes. Yeah, yeah. What up, my people? It's your boy, Luther Van Sauce, LVS, back in this game once again. Feeling good, feeling great. I hope all of y'all are doing just as good. Hope all of y'all are feeling this energy, feeling this vibe that I'm about to throw down. You are now in tune to the Free of Style podcast. We're going to name this episode one, even though. It's not actually episode one, is it? For all you real listeners, I had various other podcasts uploaded, but it appears that the Illuminati, the Trilluminati, the Chilluminati, has not fucks with the vibe, and they have uh, removed all podcasts, all free of style podcasts, all FOS episodes from the airwaves, which is not cool, but for me, that's just a sign that the, the robots, the algorithms, the powers that be, they check game. They check game and they saw that I was up to something. So we're going to try running this podcast back without playing any uh, clips, unfortunately. You know, it's a shame that other podcasts are able to play clips that they don't have the rights to. But I'm not complaining because that just leaves more time for me to be able to get you, the people what they need, to be able to uh, talk to y'all, use my voice and power and enable myself to uh, let y'all know how I'm feeling. So, you know, Free of Style Podcast, I'm going to have to introduce everyone back to what we're about. We're all about uh, free of style. We're all about going into subject matter that other podcasts won't. We're all about uh, staying true to our passion, which is music, which is uh, pop culture, which is um, really uh just current events so anything that's happening in the world today we also we love our our good tv shows we like uh talking about series on netflix on uh on the zone you know just watching uh, ufc espn you know this is a sports center of somewhat this is um it's free it's free style that's all it is so i just like to welcome everyone back i'm happy to be back i'm happy to be your humble host And you're now in tune with LVS, so don't stress. Now, first things first, today I woke up and I tuned into UFC 239. So on other podcasts, we've gone over various fight nights, various ESPN or UFC on ESPN episodes. So, But today we're going to start off with UFC 239 because I was able to tune in and watch the full thing now uh, Francis Ngannou Jr. Dos Santos was canceled for this event because it ended up being the main event for UFC on ESPN3. Francis Ngannou, of course, got the KO on Jr. Dos Santos. It was uh, pretty quick. It ha- happened in the first round, and uh, Ngannou is one to watch for sure. So is Kamaru Usman, and uh, all the current champions are like just looking real strong and unbeatable. So... There was five fights in this pay-per-view. Three out of five ended up being knockouts, which is really good to see. It's always good when you get some uh, some really exciting fights that just make the crowd roar and just like make make your you drop your own jaw and just like look on and wow at what kind of fighters are in the MMA in the UFC in particular. Now the first fight, Michael Chiesa versus uh, Diego Sanchez, was um, a. Like, Joe Rogan and the other commentators did say, like, 
they thought Chiesa really could have um, taken advantage of Diego Sanchez, probably could have gone the finish. But thus it, as it was, Chiesa ended up getting the decision after three rounds, and I th- thought that was definitely the right way for things to go. Diego Sanchez just looked like he was moping around a little bit towards the end, probably really tired. Now, Jan Blakovic, really interesting fighter out of Poland. You know, Luke Rockhold I'd heard about before. Of course, I think he was a former champion of the light heavyweight division. But it seems like Jan Blakovic is on his way to uh, a title shot for sure because hailing out of Warsaw, Poland, he saw an opening that he said that he had dreamed of seeing many times and he just clipped Luke Rockhold right on the button with a left hook after um, I think it was just a right jab, right jab to the face, left hook right under the chin, boom, knockout. Really good to see that got the events underway that's when you knew it was going to be a special night so that was a knockout of the night contender then on into the welterweight division we had a, one of the fights that i was looking forward to the most i'd say was jorge masvidal versus ben Askren. you know ben Askren um previously had got had uh gotten an unjust decision i'd say by um uh, he he was pretty much dropped on his neck from suplex, probably knocked out for at least a bit, and then ended up getting um, a rear naked choke. Uh, and the decision by Herb Dean, I forget who he was fighting, but uh, so that took took us to now where him and Jorge Masvidal had apparently been beefing over various weeks about um, you know like the kind of the temperament of each fighter they're trying to say like one's better than the other but this this seemed like bad blood beef because Jorge Masvidal thought that Ben Askren was a joke thought that if he was a real man he would have ran it back his last fight but he continued to call out Jorge Masvidal and that led to oh, holy moly that led to the most savage flying knee I had ever seen in UFC history everyone was shocked everyone everyone the announcer team just everyone in the building could not believe what a flying knee came onto Ben Askren within 2 seconds of the start of the fight just like he knew Jorge Masvidal knew that um Ben was going to dip low and try and wrestle Jorge down of course Jorge and Ben had had uh spars before i think in the olympic wrestling team um but this was a ufc fight and this is the real deal when you get Jorge Masvidal just thrusting the right into the the side of your of your head like probably in the temple area and just sent um sent Ben right to sleep gave him a few good shots just to make him shut up and Ben was never the, he never will be the same man after that knee he'll continue to talk shit only cuz he probably just lost that many more brain cells from that knee so that was probably going to be a knockout of the night not going to lie because that was pretty freaking crazy i'm not capping when i say that i'm saying like that definitely was knockout of the night and probably the best like it only lasted five seconds but it was the most fun to watch and then um when joe rogan was interviewing him after he's like why did you throw that flying knee how did you know to do at the beginning jorge just said because he's a fucking bum (laughs) <laughs> and that that was probably the hardest I'd laughed in a minute and I was just 
hitting the table, just doing all kinds of shit, because that was just amazing. So then next we had Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm's a beautiful woman. I think Amanda's beautiful. Um, it's just, it's tough to see Holly, you know, continuing to lose, lose fights. Like, um, lost to Cyborg. Now she's lost to Amanda. I'm not getting, sorry for the spoiler alert, but yeah, Amanda won this fight. It was pretty straight up. Like, it only lasted a minute. They spent the first, well, sorry, it lasted four minutes, but they spent the first 30 seconds just weighing up each other. No one threw any strikes. Then, you know, leg kicks, a few jabs came into the game. But I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting maybe um, a Hulk smash of some sorts from Amanda Nunes to knock out Holly Holmes. But this leg kick was giving Holly a taste of her own medicine because Holly is, of course, known for her, her kicks game. Um, she Apparently, she's uh, coached by the same coaches as John Jones. So they have the same coaches, the same uh, jiu-jitsu coaches, Muay Thai, I think. So you, you can see that Holly's coached by the best. She's a former champion of the bantamweight division. But um, it might be featherweight, but probably bantamweight. And but you know, Amanda Nunes is just on a roll. She she's the one that beat Cyborg, not Holly. She's the one that beat Holly. So she's uh both the bantamweight and uh I think welterweight or light heavyweight champion of the world. She also, of course, she took the title from uh, Rose. I think. No, that was another girl. Sorry, off track. But yeah, Amanda Nunes is just running things here. She's definitely run, running the divisions. Uh, she says that she wants to go for a third belt, I think. So this is just getting out of hand. Like Amanda Nunes has knocked everyone out in the bantamweight division. So Holly Holmes was the last one on her list. So congrats to Amanda. Let's give a shout out. Let's give a shout out to Amanda. Like uh, She's doing good work. She's doing hella good work. And so, last but not least, John Jones versus Tiago Santos. This was probably the most interesting fight of the pay-per-view. N- n- not gonna lie, um, Tiago Santos. I've never. I feel like I've never watched him fight before. But uh, John Jones, I've been watching him over the last few years. You know, DC two, onto every single person that he's knocked out since or taken to the decision. It's just been. I have a lot of respect for John Jones' game. Like uh, he's well spoken. He's uh, I don't respect the amount of elbows they throws, even though everyone else seems to love it. Like I feel like it's a little bit savage, but you know he, no one, no one else has his frame. So that's something that is uh, is often talked about. Like John Jones, just no one has his height, his frame, his reach, his his legs. Like so, Tiago Santos is. Uh, whole um game plan was to attack john jones small calves of course he's a tall guy a little bit lanky he's uh he's uh, a little bit heavier heavier on the top than he's on the bottom so it just looked it looked like someone was going to get their legs snapped this this fight because there were just so many leg kicks being thrown um it never went to the ground um quite interestingly but uh they just kept it as um they kept it at kept it to the gloves and to the legs they kept it on their feet but unfortunately Tiago Santos pulled um 
had like an ACL tear or something in in the first round. His uh, knee was clearly buckling, and he just wasn't the same throughout the fight. But that being said, he tested John Jones more than any other fighter I'd seen previously test John Jones. So quite easily it could have gone to Tiago Santos after the five rounds. It was really good to see the fight make it to five rounds. You didn't want to see Tiago Santos have to pull out because of his injury. Uh, just a testament to Brazilian fighters and how strong-willed they are. But uh, I feel like it was like uh, the tail of the tape said enough that John Jones won three or two out of three of the, the categories. You know, Tiago Santos got more significant strikes to the head, but John Jones got more kicks, more punches off. So I think it was fair in the end that John Jones stays champion. So. All in all, I'm going to give uh, UFC 239 a solid um, solid five stars, five out of five stars, because it was quite the event, you know, middle of, uh, beginning of July, you just want to see these uh, UFC events keep rolling out, we're getting one every week, and they're just really good to see, like, uh, as a UFC fan, I'm, f- I'm more than happy with uh, what's been going on, and I'm going to continue to keep watching, because... You know, I love me some UFC, man. And we don't have any basketball on right now. That being said, Summer League is back. Um, news news break that there was an earthquake in this, this California Faults yesterday. And Summer League was not able to continue. Um, which reminds me that... So we did get to see Zion Williams play. Uh, he threw down at least five different dunks. Uh, even in the warm-up, he's doing 360 dunks, pull-back dunks. Zion Williams looks like quite the player. RJ Barrett was able to get a few trigger trays off, but did not look like the same player, same pick that Zion Williams is. So it's still unfortunate for the Knicks that they failed to get KD, they failed to get uh, Kyrie, they failed to get even Jimmy Butler, who knows, or they failed to get Kemba, and they failed to get Zion Williams in, in the lotto draft pick position. So... It looks like Knicks are going to continue to suffer, and that's not not a dig at the Knicks organization, but it's it really looked like this was the the window of opportunity to get the team back into contention for a championship, and so it sucks for Knicks that now they're going to have to watch the Nets uh, just tear tear down their reputation and probably. I feel the Nets probably are definitely getting to a conference final next year. It's probably going to be Nets versus Raptors in the conference, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And let's make quick picks. Well, it could be Battle of LA in in the uh, Western Conference Finals. We'll see if uh, we'll see how the bracket turns out in the playoffs. You could see like um, you could see Golden State. LA Clippers and LA Lakers finishing one, two, three in that division, probably with uh, you know, Trailblazers and the Rockets are still gonna try and get there. So it could that's five teams right there. So you could potentially have a like Trailblazers Blazers versus Rockets in the first round or a possible uh clip show versus um Rockets in the first round, so some somebody's gonna get bounced in the first round. It's not gonna be pretty. You're gonna have like a potential a Western Conference championship in the first round just based on how you know injuries go and people uh, line up in that conference. Um, who else? It would be good to see if the Suns could finally um, get a spot out there. 
But uh, Spurs are gonna, probably going to lock it down. Of course, you can't forget about Utah and, and um, oh, who, el- who else was doing damage last year? Um, you know, Bojanovic. So. Or Bojanovic. Bar- was, was that in the Eastern Conference? I'm fucking uh, so many teams bouncing through my heads, but yeah, you get you get the gist of it though. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be hella interesting, hella hella interesting to see where we wind up. I think the West is gonna be more important than the East next year. So, but there is some NBA summer league action on right now as we speak, and I'm gonna tune in. My Raptors are back. You know. Bef- Previously in the Freestyle Podcast, we had made predictions about the Raptors actually winning the NBA championship. And that is a reality now, my people. (laughs) It feels so good to say that the championship has come home to Canada, to Toronto. And uh, we're going to be celebrating all year long as uh, the champions, the champions, baby. The champs are here. High bowman up court for the Golden State Warriors. Oh, so we're actually having a rematch right now of uh, the NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors versus Toronto. Uh, Golden State's up 12 points on Toronto, 56-44 in the third as it just ends. Um, not sure who Toronto has out there, but hopefully hopefully they're uh, giving everyone a good shout in Summer League. You know, a lot of people aren't fans of Summer League, but uh, I love how it's a good it's an opportunity to view um, up-and-coming talent uh, in, in the league. And then also, I love NBA preseason, like... That's where I really saw Chris Paul and uh, James Harden play some of their best basketball together. I know it doesn't count, but like, when you just get to see people doing their moves, like almost like it's a blacktop again, and uh, you're just gaming 2K and you're just uh, having fun with it. So it's good to see people have fun, not necessarily like do everything what the coaches are asking of, do do everything that the fans want to see, like lockdown defense. It's nice to just see free-flowing basketball. Kind of like uh, Blacktop. So that being said, I've been gaming hard as well. I've been playing 2K. I got my own player. His name is Ben Bossaus. If anyone wants to add me on uh, Xbox Live, the gamer tag is the handle B626. That's S-I-X-D-E-U-C-E-6. 626. Add me up and uh, we can get gaming. And uh, I've also been continuing my career in FIFA. You know, I'm playing with Villa. Oh, there's Coach Nurse. Looking good. Fresh cut. Looking looking like he's ready to lead the Raps back into the playoffs again. Um, before I go back to NBA, I'll finish off that, yeah, I was playing FIFA on legendary mode. Um, t- took Villa into the Premier League. Uh, right now we're in the top four with the... Uh, Chelsea and Spurs are above me, so stay tuned to see if um, if I can p- p- trounce and pounce one of those and uh, get into the Champions League next year. Um, pretty faithful that I can do it, chow. So just pull pull through for me. Send a prayer. Send one up into the sky for your boy LVS. So yeah, uh, back to Raps and Coach Nurse. Um, there was a report by and. This watch guy from ESPN, he's got his hands in everything, and I'd love to take his spot from him. I'd love to be that involved in the NBA that I know I can break all the news. So he he broke like Kawhi, he broke PG going to the Clippers. He also just broke today that the Raptors turned down Pascal to 
um, the OKC Thunder for a package deal of um, Russell Westbrook and Paul George. So PG-13 and Russ could have come to the Raptors this year. It could have been reality. But um, they kind of said it was a leveraging deal. You know, you got two older players for um, one of the most important players. The um, acronym is MIP for Pascal. So Pascal really showed his worth, proved his worth in the NBA Finals this year. He had, I think, a couple games of 20-plus points. You know, he gets rebounds. He is good on the fast break. Um, of course, lockdown defender as well with his size and frame. So I like to see that uh, Raps are putting faith in Pascal and uh, that he's here to stay in Toronto. You know, we've had too much change. We got Danny Green headed to L.A. We also had DeMarcus uh, Boogie Cousins headed to L.A. today as well. You know, Boogie was a little bit of a thorn in the side of um, the Raps in the finals here because... Really, as soon as we get rid of KD, Clay injured with the, the little hammy, you really just wanted to put the goal, the Golden State Warriors away. But then you know, on comes uh, Kyle Quinn, on comes um, Boogie Cousins, and then you know the the game's right back in in balance again because no matter what, Golden State's bench is pretty deep. Um, obviously with the amount of injuries they had and the fact that they were able to take it to game six my prediction was it should have been a a four nothing sweep of the golden state warriors they just they never look like the same team this year like uh, of of course when you have kd dropping 30 points a night and that's the game plan you're always going to be winning certain games but i think when it comes to championship basketball they never had a chance so Segway Kings, Segway Boys, on the way to the next subject. I think we're going to have a, a quick podcast here. I just want to get back in the rhythm, you know, be able to talk to my fans, be able to talk to the people, be able to get business underway. You know, it had been too long. I think it had been a month or so since the podcast got taken down off of Anchor, off of Spotify, because my theory is that Jay-Z did it again. I think Jay-Z's listening. I think his team are listening. I think they were notified that I'm talking about him, even though it's only big ups. What up, Hove, if you're listening? It's your boy LVS. Holla at me. Send me an email. Um, that's luther.vansauce at iCloud.com. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the it was disappointing to see the podcast get taken down. We'd been having album reviews weekly. We'd been playing tracks, openers, closers, you name it. So I think royalties are important. I respect artists. I respect their game. I respect... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really respect that, um, yeah, what's, what's yours is not mine. So we're going to keep the podcast clean. We're going to try and close out with, um, and by the way, the fourth quarter just started between Raptors and Gold State. Uh, it's The lead's now spread to 16, nine minutes left. So Dreamville has released their latest project, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I think it's uh, probably, I want to say 12 tracks, maybe maybe 14. Um, it was a really good listen. I think on the first track, even like Kendrick has, it sounds like Kendrick gets like a little drop in, um, the song down bad, which is the second track actually, 
my favorites after listening were all the smoker tracks like uh so swivel uh smino smino or smino that was a really good one uh but uh guap dad really he surprised me it's he had two hooks on the album or maybe even three because costa rica costa rica sounded like guap dad so yeah guap dad's on costa rica Guap Dad 4000, if you haven't heard, go listen to the No Jumper podcast with him um, up on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, Don't Hit Me Right Now as well. And the Wells Fargo interlude all had Guap Dad on them. So Guap Dad uh, clearly was at the sessions, clearly was uh, throwing around some ideas, and clearly some some of them caught. So it's really good to see Guap Dad out there. Middle Child still is a banger. That could be a potential song of the summer. You know, they're saying like... Uh, Lil Nas X and his Old Town Road is Song of the Summer. That's with the kids. I think with the adults, Middle Child is Song of the Summer. Because it just plays on throughout. Like He released it back in when the All-Star was in North Carolina, NBA All-Stars. And then it's still, it's still refreshing to hear it, you know. When he's talking about he, how he's, uh, he's an OG and... And he's still dipped into the new new gang with the new guys. He's finding himself as a middle child. He's in between. He's got hands in both both pots. So, um, so yeah, Swivel, I would say, is one of my favorite tracks. And then there appears to be the one with Earth Gang, yeah, 1993, where they're just telling J. Cole, like, you're growing dreads. Like, uh, just because you're growing dreads doesn't mean you can hold the blunt and tell stories. You need to pass that shit along. So I, I really, that was refreshing to hear. Uh, let's see how many tracks J. Cole's on. He's on one, two, three, four. So yeah, some beef with Cole on the, on the project is that he's not on enough tracks, but I remind you people, this is a Dreamville project, not a J. Cole project. You know, we need to see Loot, we need to see Boss, we need to see Omen, we need to see Cause. I feel like Cause could have had more of a play within this album, that's for sure. Oh, okay, so Sacrifices was the one with Smino, so that that was like another smoking track. So Smino's actually an artist, so I'll, I just played akin to the typical joke, like, who am I listening to here? But uh, actually, I, I know a lot of these um, these rappers. Reason got onto Lambo Truck, which is track three, which is really good to see. And, uh, oh, Maxo Cream on Oh Wow. Swerve! Sound like a good track. So yeah, I'm going to have to listen to it again and uh, let you all know what I really liked. But Ari Lennox, you know, Shea Butter Baby. She sounded beautiful on the album. And um, Mez is on it too. Yeah, we're just going through it all of course jid is probably the biggest shout out on the whole project it's just great to see here and see jid up and around some of the greats and i feel like he's only getting better um if i could pick anyone to see a show of next year out of the new wave of course because there's still many ogs that i'd love to see i would say i want to see a jd show jid jid the homie i just want i, w- I want to see you perform and I, I know that you bring that energy and i want to be part of that i, I do yeah, so uh jid i hope to see you soon keep dropping that fire yeah and we'll see you soon baby one time one time for the homies uh another joke just to close out the whole dreamville revenge of the dreamers three project is like they always say like oh it's all about love on dreamville it's all about um 
they're shifting away from uh, derogatory words towards women. You know, we don't say bitch anymore. We don't say hoe. But uh, I think on three tracks on this album, the hook itself talks about hoes. So he's like, shout out all all the boys and then shout out all them hoes. So it's just kind of funny. Like, I I love it because, um, one, I, I feel like... Uh, we don't need to be so hypersensitive to things. It's still hip hop. We're still having fun. We still lo- love our women. We still think they're queens. We, uh, I'm a big advocate of females in hip hop. I think that they're doing it better than most guys are these days. You know, Cardi B, Asian Doll, uh, Cuban Doll, the whole whole lot. Even if you're talking about um, people that are working with some of the more reputable. Um, producers, it's mostly women here. Rico Nasty, really good. She's she putting out a project with Kenny Beats. Um, who am I trying to get out here? Uh, Rhapsody, that's what I'm trying to say. Rhapsody probably put out two best projects in the last two years. I feel like she should have gotten the Grammy nod. Thus it is, you know, other people get to win the Grammy. But uh, yeah, Rhapsody's probably one of the best rappers out here today. So that's like the most recent review I'll do for y'all. Like there's other projects that have come out, of course. I've downloaded them all. I've had really good listens to them all. I think uh, the hip hop for the summer has been A1. I feel like we're still waiting for another Drizzy verse to come out. You know, the championship pack was pretty good with uh, Omerta and uh, Money in the Grave. Sea Breezy Project, quickly I'll... I, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I thought it was amazing. Uh, you know, there are a little bit too many dance tracks on it. That's why, I, per se, I might like um, Heartbreak on a Full Moon a little bit better. But I feel like this is a good blend of uh, R&B and where R&B is headed uh, into the future. So my favorite tracks were, of course, Come Together With Her. Um, Temporary Lover with Lil Jon was interesting, but Emerald Burgundy... Emerald Slash Burgundy with Juvenile and Juicy J was probably the best track on the album, I feel. Like, uh, I just love how it's kind of got that down south, dirty feel. Shouting out to New Orleans. And also, of course, Memphis with Juicy J. Red is uh, Joe Budden's favorite track and mine as well. Um, And then my next favorite ones, you know, Need a Stack with Lil Wayne and Jordan Lucas is always nice. It's good to hear, but not my fave. Heat and No Guidance were the two singles that come out came out before the album, like a week or so, and two weeks before the album came out. Both way too flames, bruh. But then the whole middle of the album, you know, it it kind of goes back into more of that like uh, club dance kind of music, that kind of whole theme. And uh, I only listened to that section of the album once, and... Well, I've listened to the full album twice, but that whole section of the album kind of gets drained out. I feel like the real winners are are from one to one to one to eleven, and then from let's say from I'm gonna say twenty to thirty two. That's when the real winners are. So f- there's a solid uh, s- there's a solid like eight tracks in between that like get a little bit dancey. So. That kind of goes to say, like, uh, Breezy could trim these albums down a little bit of their fat, but I think that you can't say that right off the bat. You also need to say it. So, 
off the bat, you can't chat, be chatty about the fat because the fat could be where the real winners are. That's where you could really uh, grill up some, some nice turkey bacon on that fat. So you can't can't go wrong with that. Um, of course, Bandana, really good too. So Breezy's album, loving it more than ever. I'm happy that we got a new Breezy album for the summer. Uh, Bandana, just wow. I want to I wanna buy this one on vinyl. I want to just sit with this project even more I've probably listened to it four times through um there's been videos of freddie uh performing in la coming out in um a zebra costume and then crime pays drops and that's what he opens to he takes off the the zebra um zebra mask with the zebra suit still on and starts saying crime pays crime pays with the chopper and I chop it your crime pays those aren't the words but of course it's just the whole album's really good you know Push T's a verse my favorite track overall is like a sleeper pick is Education with Yasin Bey and Black Thought you know that's the same beat that was on uh that was on uh the the Nasir project so it's the same beat that uh they say bonjour, so if you can hear it. So that, that beat you can hear, it was on the Nasir Everything is Love project, and then it's also on the new Bandana project. So um, that's my favorite track. Like they, um, Both Black Thought and Yasin Bey say the same thing on it with regards to the hook the kind of i think it's more like a bridge but let me see if i can get the lyrics for y'all they say um and i tweeted this shit too because it was mad fire so at the at the end of both verses for them they say um where is that shit uh It's not really showing up on Rap Genius. It's not really showing up at all. Let's see if I can get my tweet for it. Bear with me, people. Like So yeah, other tracks are really good, of course. My favorite ones were Fake Names, I'd say. But Situations and Goddamn. Both those ones probably had... probably had like the the best you know that classic freddie flow where he's singing and then rapping at the same time it's like soul samples as provided by mad lib just i love that shit love that shit so yeah definitely gotta go check out bandana you gotta you gotta hear that uh goddamn and situations and then there's tracks like Giannis cataracts practice oh that's why it's a it's really a perfect album because for 15 tracks straight you just get a little bit of everything you get beat switches and all that so damn i'm trying to find this tweet still if y'all bear with me what was that freaking lyric so yeah Fart, man. 
fuck. I guess the tweet got lost. But uh, we'll have to go back. It's frustrating that I can't play the song. Because then I could really go into it. But uh, of course, that's life and that's education. So, um, away from new projects, if, if anyone hasn't heard the new Kevin Gates, new Moneybag Yo, new, new Rallo is really good as well. Uh, Perfect Time by Mustard Fire, the best track off of it. It's got to be Baguettes in the Face. But I, I do really love the um, the LMA track with Ty Dolla Sign Surface. That's a fire one. So, you know, that's a perfect blend of two R&B goats. Just LMA and Ty Dolla Sign. Dolla Sign! I'm going to get that Dolla Sign drop into the podcast soon. But uh, last but not least, to close out the whole pod that we got going here. It's been good for y'all to tune in. Thanks for bearing with me. I hope I'm getting better as a host as things go. That's what it's all about here. This is a journey, a freestyle journey. We're all just... We're all just... um, doing the best we can we're all every day we can be ill prepared but as long as we're ready to face our fears and stay on our toes i think we're always going to get better so that's just a little bit of uh, gold from the soul for me um so yeah last but not least i've kind of been going into my old school migos bag like last night i just randomly started thinking of uh this track i thought it was peewee long way of course they both came from Atlanta and kind of had the similar sound around the time of 2012 or 2014. So, of course, I'm talking about, like, the track that was in my head was, You must be kidding me. You must be kidding me. She snob on my knob. You must be kidding me. She took off the plug once. She jugged about the plug again. You must be kidding me. That's what I'm talking about. But it turns out it was Amigos track. And it was on No Label 2. So three projects that I want y'all to go download. Down Lizzle right now. There's Amigos No Label 2. Uh, YRN 2. And uh, Rich N-I-G-G Timeline. That's what I'm talking about. Go download those three projects. Cause for me that was like just such a great time in music of course miko's um yrn album um was refreshing when they finally started delving into albums and you got yrn the album you had culture one culture two but uh i feel like uh these projects were indicative of why migos became the people that they were you know you had on no label two you had tracks like kidding me eminem's Eminem, 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 Smith, you know, and then of course the intro, No Label Two, the intro, YRN Two intro, and Migos Cross the Country, the intro to the Rich and IGG timeline. That was those were some of the most flames that you'll hear from offset from takeoff from quavo all year long so yeah across the country is actually one of my favorite miko songs of all time uh probably in my top five and um offside is really good off the rich timeline so 
And nah, nah for real is amazing too. Nah for real. Nah for real. So you get to hear more of their ad lib. I feel like they play off their ad libs much more now. Before Amigos used to just rap. You just get so many bars. And like because people thought they were mumble rapping at the time. Nobody just clued into what they were really saying. But like you, like they were young. They were out there. They were getting it. They were just rich and feeling it. And they were just grinding hard at their craft. So that's really when I was the biggest Migos fan. You know, I was kind of pretty played into the hipster role that as soon as they get big, you don't listen to them as much. You know, they were really big with Versace, really big with other tracks. But I think when tracks like Peekaboo start coming out or Cocoon, that was just the beginning of the end for the Migos old flow. So I really like where they're at now. All their solo projects were fire, you know, takeoffs, uh, offsets, Father of Four, Quavo's album. They were all really good. But because uh, they've kind of gone into a new flow now, a little futuristic flow, where they, they just glide on the beat. But before, they used to just hit hard with the trap anthems. And that's why I became a Mego fan in the end. So. I'm happy that y'all came back. I'm happy that I'm back. I'm happy that Free of Style is once again live on the airwaves. We managed to get through a whole show without playing, you know, over 30, 50 se- 30 seconds to a minute of um, a song. It's been 40 minutes. I think that's why most of the pods have been around an hour because we would usually have around 20 minutes of uh, material that was being played uh, uncop- uncopyrighted. So I feel like this is really good. 40 minutes of your boy LVS talking. This is me. This is mine. This is ours. What's mine is yours because we live on the internet. We are all part of the internet community. Shout out Reddit. Shout out uh, all the subs, all the forums. Shout out hip hop. Shout out martial arts. Shout out NBA. Shout out Xbox. Shout out Monster. Uh, looking for the sponsor. Shout out! Shout out all you listeners. Shout out all the other podcasts. It's one love. Shout out Combat Jack. Shout out uh, Adam Twenty Two No Jumper. Shout out Charlemagne the God. Shout out. Um, shout out Noriega. Shout out. Uh, it's the real. So yeah, it's been real with y'all. I'm happy that um, we were able to get this off. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll see y'all again. Freestyle podcast coming, coming to the airwaves near you. See y'all again soon. Had a lot of fun with y'all. I'm out. Peace. Boop, 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 boop.